0: Welcome to the Sam Dean Podcast where we talk about life uncensored. Today on the show is Justin Boswell from Railway Cafe. Our show is sponsored by Van Zant Coffee. Uh, the, lo- the best locally roasted coffee you can get. Find us everywhere. Like come and take it in Athens, Treehouse Cupcakes, CrossFit Van Zant South, CrossFit Van Zant. We got the Pony Espresso in Canton, Southern Brew in Canton. We got places like Bloom and Brew and Grand Celine, um, the Picket Fence, and a few other places. Uh, Brookshire's in Canton and Athens. A couple of new spots. Also, uh, what's the place downtown Athens with a robot? Freelancer's Cafe, downtown Athens. They got a robot that serves it. Wow, awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, without further ado. Okay. All right. Justin, what's up? How are you? Good. Man, I'm hearing an echo. Are you hearing it?
1: There is a little Okay. echo and delay
0: there. What about now? Now. No. All right. Can, awesome. That sounds good. Well, we're going to keep it going. Look, it's not the most professional thing. We don't <laughs> do this full time. Um. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm happy you asked. You were working out today, the 9 o'clock class, and I was like, man, I'd like to do a podcast with him. So I asked you, and you said yes.
1: Yeah, I thought, I mean, you you, you said yourself after the workout, you're in this kind of like euphoric state. So, you know, I think it's probably a good time to ask me. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'll say. Justin, you
0: you owned and operated the Railway Cafe, which when someone asked or when someone asked me where to eat in Athens the first thing i would say and the first thing that most everyone would say was railway cafe yeah. and then they would say they're only
1: open for lunch yeah that's, that's <laughs> awesome yeah no and that that is uh that is the truth i i'm i was thankful for that i, I was thankful for all the customers and business and and we did keep normal uh, abnormal hours but I felt like we were putting out a good product and people would usually try and make it in those, the window, the three hours we were open to come see us. And so, yeah, very, very thankful for, it was 12, over 12 years.
0: Where did you learn? I know your parents and I know you're from Athens, but where, where did you learn how to cook and where, how did you get into
1: this? Well, uh, take me back. Yeah. So I, growing up I mean I guess I don't know if everyone has like food memories I mean y- you can smell certain things like something is cooking and you're like reminds me of grandma or you know mm-hmm. you taste something and you automatically think that and that's my whole childhood I mean we, it seemed like anytime we went on vacation it was always like where's the next meal where, where like when we're sitting eating one meal it's like where are we eating next you know yeah. and that was kind of it was built around uh, the food, and and, and we, it's always been that way with places we would go, whether it was Galveston, or we went to New York City for my dad's 50th, and mm-hmm. ate it just the top of the line, every restaurant, like, you know, the most delicious food ever. We all have memories of that, like, mm-hmm. oh, it's it so
0: good. What's the one that you remember from New York City?
1: Uh, Gramercy Tavern, or like Nobu, uh, mm-hmm. we went to, my wife loves the... Bobby Flay story because we went to Mesa Grill, I think, and Dad, or I think they got to meet him. I can't remember. It was like on the way to the bathroom or something and like walk past him. I don't know. Bobby, yeah. Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay,
0: yeah. Dude, Ashley loves this Bobby Flay show on Hulu, Beating Bobby Flay. It's like people, <laughs> Challenge.
1: Go, up, people go up against Bobby oh, Flay. Nice. He was really nice. Yeah. A- and and he, uh, Deanne says to this day, like the best pork, roasted pork loin that she's ever eaten was... Mm-hmm. At that at restaurant that. in New York City, you know, and it was, we all dressed really inappropriately just because it was like, you know, coming from Texas thinking mm-hmm. like, oh, it's not going to be cold. And it was yeah. super cold all the time. I don't New even know York, what month it, it was. It must as, have been March. It's it was cold as March. hell
0: in New York. Yeah. Like, I went to college up there. It, it was, yeah. Yeah. A it's, L- it's little crazy. Freezing. When the, when the air comes down through those buildings and the wind. You know, coming from Canada, and I mean, it's just, it's another level of cold. Yeah. We're just not used to it here. No, I totally agree. You mentioned Nobu. There's one in Dallas. Whenever Ashley and I save up money for a year, we go there about one, you know, one time. Oh, nice. We've been there twice. That's, that's an experience like I've never had yeah. in a restaurant. I mean, it's just. Yeah, it was, it was all
1: super fun. And yeah. uh, it was, you know, that and museums and plays. I, I mm-hmm. went to Blue Man Group, Lion King, uh, you know. Yep. I can't remember the couple of others i mean it was you know just stacked it was so much fun it was a blast in galveston yeah y- your mom has given
0: me recommendations you know we go to crystal beach a lot yes. but sometimes we go over to galveston to eat and she told me a few places we went and they were all really good some type of bookstore and well, i can't remember some type of it's like the lunch spot yeah maybe you can remember Ah,
1: uh, y- there seriously there are so many down there there's there's one restaurant that's like a spice market. There's one that just serves po' boys. I, mean, I love their recommendations usually are mm-hmm. pretty awesome on all the restaurants down there. Cause they go so often. So yeah, I'm excited to go back hopefully okay. soon. So you went no. grow, growing up. Yeah. Growing up. So I went to, it was my mom's mom. I would go to my grandmother's house on Mondays after school and I would go to my dad's mom on Wednesdays after school. They both lived here in Athens or live here in Athens. My dad's mom has passed, but just, I, you know, getting out of school and going over there or even with before, like, you know, when we didn't have school, there would always be cooking. There was always, you know, I mean, my grandmother may be cooking veal in a mm-hmm. saute skillet. And to this day, whenever I smell beef being deglazed with white wine in a pan, I think of her, I think of sitting on her counter and her doing that, like maybe the first time I ever saw it. And it was just, you know, you obviously there's the action of the steam and the, mm-hmm. maybe a little fire from the alcohol cooking off and that smell that you get from like the charred meat and the white wine and i don't know that it, i always think of that and then the,
0: it, the smell of hamburger or whatever that is yeah from the you say meat being deglazed and you mean you mean just meat on a skillet
1: like and then you know yeah it's kind of getting all you know crusty on the bottom of the pan yeah. and then you add the white wine and mm-hmm. or you know any kind of acidulated liquid you know, or it could just be water i mean yeah. whatever but the wine has that reaction that it's just it's a smell, and I always think of sitting on her counter and well, they lived on East Tyler, where the lilies have their headquarters, yeah, that was their house, and so I grew up going to that house and hanging out in there and It's pretty well externally still the same house, yeah
0: yeah when you when you mentioned putting some wine around some meat on a skillet, that's another level from my cooking abilities. I've never done that. I've never added to the meat, you know that sounds great, that sounds like what I should have been doing all along.
1: It, but it gives a little acid. It gives yeah. a little sweetness. It, I mean, and it pulls all that fond off the bottom of the pan. All those little crispy bits, and yeah. then it kind of reglazes the meat, you know. And so, I mean, and she would do it. Like I said, I think it was, I truly think it was veal that she was cooking yeah. when I was a kid, and you know, like little chopped up pieces of veal.
0: Would you do that when you were making a steak? Uh,
1: I, I would if I were, say you got the steak, mm-hmm. and then, like, I cooked a steak earlier this week, yeah. and I threw some mushrooms. It was almost done cooking. I pulled it out, and I threw some mushrooms in the pan and some onions and peppers, and let that start to caramelize. And then, the you know, you still got the meat mm-hmm. drippings that are in the pan. I, I hit it with a little water. I didn't have any wine open, so I hit it with a little water, and that pulls it up, and then you throw a knob of butter in there, and it's
0: is that instant in sauce. A, is that in a cast iron skillet are we talking about? Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: And I think, on, uh, honestly, the reaction of, of the wine and cast iron probably isn't the greatest, but it's mm-hmm. one of the anodized. Uh, okay.
0: Fancy okay. cast iron. I got it. Okay. So, but yeah, yeah. So, growing up right.
1: in just all the food, it was always food. And I, whenever I was in high school, I think, I mean, I I cooked dinner at, the, at our house like once a week, and it might have been more than that, but it was always, there. Were there was always delicious food. Mom always taught aerobics and was always into healthy eating and... Mm just eating good food and we always made a point to sit and eat dinner like even when we were in high school it was like you know whatever go do whatever but come home for dinner like you know we're going to eat something and it's going to be cooked and even if we went out but it was still like a time to be together and you know both my grandmothers my other grandmother would make you know like chicken and dumplings and you know i mean she could make anything with biscuits. Like I swear there'd be dessert with biscuits, pizza with biscuits. It was like Mm -hmm. anything on earth. And I just have such fond memories of that. I guess when I was, well, so I got a snow cone stand. Did you know this? No. Okay, so when I was like 17, um, there were some guys in town when I was a kid that ran tropical snow. And it was, that's the brand name behind the huts and it wasn't a franchise, but you basically bought all the stuff from them, and it was just, it was high-end shaved ice. You know, it was the actual shaver. It wasn't the grinded, yeah. you know, snow wizard ice. It was uh, actual whole blocks of ice frozen. And that was kind of a difficulty finding someone who fri- f- freezes whole blocks of ice because it takes a while to do, and you have to have, like, liquid nitrogen and all of this yeah. stuff. Um, but I approached the guys and was like, hey, they had – they had been out of the business for a few years, and uh, it's actually a Gary Reeves over in Malakoff at Malakoff Nursery. Um, he it was seeing his brother, and they ran them here in Athens. I think they had four mm-hmm. at, at one time, and they still had the huts. And I was like, "Could I buy one of those from you?" Like, you know. And they're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah." I'm like, what are you gonna do? I told them I wanted to open a stand. So when I was a senior in high school, um, kind of got all that going, and we opened that business. Ran it for about three years here in Athens, and uh, we were down by the laundromat on South Palestine Street, and I felt like we were putting out really great product. I mm-hmm. mean, I, and that was my first, I guess, entrance into getting paid for doing something with food. As yeah. far, and I was like, Man, it was great. First year, we worked super hard, uh, just getting everything up and running and paying it off. We were able to pay it off the first year, like with mm-hmm. what we bought and make some money to, you know, buy other supplies. The second year, we actually Bess was working there, and uh, one of her friends named Kyle. That he, they both shared shifts where I could actually go to like Kaufman and buy the ice or whatever, because I had to, you know, try. There wasn't anybody in Athens making that kind yeah. of ice, and isn't there
0: an ice house in Athens, like an old building that was an ice house? Yeah, yeah, it was a
1: restaurant and bar at one point, but I I don't know if they right right actually behind Marisco's, yes. kind of back in there. Yes. And they may have made ice back in the day, or maybe it was just the name of the place. I don't know. (laughs) I remember they had good lunch. I used to go there with my dad and his friends and eat lunch. But, yeah, I pulled a prank on one of his friends once in that parking lot. We we used to go back and forth. I would call pay phones that I knew he would be walking by, and, you know, he would pick up, just joking around, different things. And the pranks kept escalating. And one day he was parked in that parking lot, and it was, I guess, my turn to, you know, initiate the prank and so me and a friend went to the back of the bank building when it was where the county offices are now in the square and they shredded all their documents and so there was big bags of shredded documents on the back porch I was like let's fill his car with these he had a little civic four-door civic and he had left the window cracked just enough (laughs) (laughs) and so we filled his entire car with probably four or five trash bags full of and at the time, we thought it was, like, funny, yeah. you know, like, yeah. oh, this will be the greatest, you know. And it it really – I don't think he was very happy with that. He, he, <laughs> he, he pulled all the stuff out and just left it in the parking lot there and then blamed me on it. And then he – I think he was gonna have me pulled over by a local sheriff, uh, sheriff's deputy, to actually like semi-arrest me for it, like, but that being part of his prank. Part of the prank. And instead, he told me I had broken his air conditioner and I owed him quite a bit of money to repair that because the stuff had gotten in it. And yeah, yeah, Uh, that's (laughs) Dwayne. He was a he was a great friend of my dad. But I remember eating there with him and Dad at the Ice House. Again, food memory. I mean, all, uh, maybe all my memories all are surrounded by food. I always
0: liked the. What color was your coconut snow cone? It's clear. Clear. See, I always liked the blue. The at the baseball park in Canton, you get if you get a foul ball, you get a snow cone, and it, there was the blue coconut at that one. But
1: clear you so yeah you were more legit hawaiian maybe it, it really w- yeah because it was the it was yeah. the actual shaved ice and you know i think back on it and i'm like man like i remember like our large was a dollar 25 i think you mm-hmm. know that was like a 16 ounce like packed cup you know and we right. had those little f- wide food container cups that had like where you yeah. got more top to it versus the, more right. on the bottom yeah. and yeah it was it was super fun we ran that for three years uh whenever i moved away we ended up selling it to the guy who owned the laundromat and he ran it for a few more years and yeah, I, I ended up getting a job in college. I went to UT, and I have a degree in psychology from there, mm-hmm. and I needed work while I was in college. And so I went, and I was like a busboy host at a place, a 24-hour diner there. Well, what
0: was it like going to UT from Athens High School?
1: I I liked it. It, it was nice. I went to TVCC for two years and mm-hmm. uh, got a bunch of basic stuff out of the way. And so then when we moved, Deanna and I moved to Austin, that would have been – I guess 97, you know, and mm-hmm. Austin was still small then. It wasn't what it is today. And I mean, it was bigger than it was, you know, like in the 70s, right, but, right. you know, it's still like cheap rent. I mean, I had a duplex that it was like 600 bucks a month, you know, mm-hmm. like I could bike to campus and had a apartment that was, you know, like three or four hundred dollars. I mean, it it was cheap. Y- yeah. You could live there. Now it's, I don't think you can find rent under a couple of grand. I mean, oh, anywhere.
0: No. Yeah. If you're downtown somewhere, yeah. I mean, you're two or three thousand at yeah. least. But oh. it was
1: fun. I you know, great experience, uh made a lot of good friends, made you know, learned, learned some stuff and what was your some of your favorite hangouts down there? Uh, I'm trying to think. You know, I don't know. I I really I d- I I don't know. We would go to di- and I didn't go to like the clubs necessarily. Yeah. I I wasn't a big drinker. It you know, it's always seemed like we were at people's houses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, friends, like they were always having parties like just yeah. different folks but again all right there centrally located it seemed because everyone lived like within 10 blocks of campus you know so it was always just hanging out with friends and uh, going and seeing good music and you know that's the best part of Austin the music live music capital it is and the food and now their food scene is off the charts Uh, but so while I was in college getting my degree uh, needed a job got a job at Kirby Lane Cafe as the host busser, or whatever it's 24 hours they got like five or six of them now but um it was like two blocks from my house there was a taco bell right behind my house and then the original kirby lane was right around the corner and started working there and kept asking like would y'all let me cook like i want to cook like Mm -hmm. i've always enjoyed cooking and but not ever thought about getting paid for it you know Mm -hmm. and so one day you know it was like somebody didn't show up and they're like get back there justin Go go yeah. try. You really want to do it? Go try it. Go make some migas or whatever. You know, yeah. pancakes, uh, burger. Uh, you know, and that was yeah. I, I did it, and they were like, "Oh, okay, yeah, like, yeah. You want to you want to stay doing that? That that can be your job." And kept cooking, and I was going to school, and then I was like, I don't know if I want to finish college. Like I, I was like, I really love to cook. I don't think I want to be a social worker. I don't know yeah. what I'm going to use the psychology degree for, and. Long story short, mom and dad were both, like, you're, like, a semester away from finishing. Like, finish school. Like, get that done. And then if you want to pursue cooking, pursue it. But get this done first. Yeah. And so finished the the degree, graduated from UT, and was still working at Kirby Lane. And they had offered me, like, a kitchen manager job or whatever. And I was, like, oh, that would – it was comfortable Mm because we had lots of friends. We, you know, knew the city, knew all the people. And I was, like, man, I could get, like – be a manager like you know yeah. like that kind of thing and then it was it was either that or move to san francisco and go to school and and so dm was finished with school and we decided to take the plunge and move to california and that was 99 i guess that would have been 99 um we moved to san francisco uh, there was i think like a two percent you know open occupancy at the time like so there was really nowhere to live. Mm-hmm. Neither of us had jobs. I'd been accepted to the culinary school there. Uh, and we ha- I had a car wreck right before we left Austin. So, And we had sold Deanne's car to, like, pay for the move. So we didn't have a car. We had a cat. And we got a U-Haul. And <laughs> we packed all of our stuff in a 15-foot U-Haul mm-hmm. with no car, no place to live, and a cat. And we had three days in a hotel when we got to San Francisco. And it was like so when i naive i was like oh we'll find a place like i'm sure the first day like you know and yeah. we were going to these showings of apartments you know and it was crazy people would outbid like they would bring gifts for like the oh i'll I'll sign you know let me yeah, you know i right. want to i want to live here i'll give you a gift basket with thousands of dollars like yeah. so sign the re- lease to me and uh so needless to say we we're a little discouraged after the first day. Cause again, we didn't have a car and we were having to walk or take a taxi everywhere we went. And by the third day, I mean, I think we, I don't know how much we had walked, but we even had a pet resume for our silly cat, like to give to the people to be yeah. like, look, our cat is so trained. Like, yeah. you know, it sits <laughs> in the windowsill and right. or whatever.
0: Never pees in the carpet. No, yeah, never, yeah.
1: never. Cause pet deposits were like a month's rent, yeah. you know? And those, oh, yeah. I mean, I remember, so we found this super nice guy. Well, it was funny. It's a funny story. I know it's, diverging from it's cooking. okay, but man.
0: We're just talking.
1: We were, uh, we were young. And when we parked, we didn't know where to park all of our stuff because literally everything we owned was in this U-Haul. And yep. we had a cat and we had a backpack. And so we had a hotel downtown and I had found the only place that I could find a secure enclosed parking lot with like an attendant full time was at the airport. So we actually took the U-Haul <laughs> into the airport and parked it in one of their long-term parking lots and got in a cab and rode to downtown San Francisco. And so when we get in the cab, I think they were thinking like oh you just got off a flight, you're here for like vacation cuz you just have backpacks in. and yeah. he didn't know we had a cat in the backpack. But we get in and he says, uh, oh, what are you, you know, what are you doing? Oh, we're moving to San Francisco. Oh. It, it, it'll never work. This guy was like <laughs> he was so pessimistic. He's yeah. like it's so horrible. He's like your marriage will never last. He's like you 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 won't be able to do this. And and we're just like wow uh that was the that was the ride to the hotel and we get to the hotel and it's like a bed and a a closet with a shower in the closet and you know i think we were questioning like what do we do like we could have stayed in austin and been super comfortable and like we had friends and she had she was already working at a hospital and so we started we found a place to live the guy had the listing and so we show up get a cab to drop us off we're sitting there like yeah this place is cool like it's really nice and this car drives by and kind of guy checking us out, you know, looked a little, I don't know. It just looked sketchy. And so we were sitting there. Again, the car drives by again, and I'm like, if he drives by a third time, we need to start walking and, like, get to a main street where we can catch another cab. And so he drives by again, and he rolls down the window. He's like, are you Justin? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Hey, He says, get in. And I'm like, what are you talking (laughs) about? I was like, is this, I'm here for the apartment. He's like, this isn't it. He's like get in the car. He's like, I, I tell people to come here because I like to check them out uh, before I actually dude, take them yeah, to the a next. Smart guy. Yeah. yeah he, so he drove by three times <laughs> on the third time he decided to stop. And so me and Deanne, I mean, what? I'm going to start do. doing that for my house. Seriously. I mean, it works pretty good because you get them standing there and then they're like, kind of like hmm, a little freaked out. You can kind of test their anxiety level, yeah. I guess. And so we get in the car with him and uh, he drives us. I mean, it was only like three blocks to where the house was. But, man, it was on, uh, if you're familiar with that la- area, I mean, the PCH, the Great uh, great, great Highway in California, mm-hmm. um, Pacific Coast Highway. Uh, it, this house or the apartment was literally facing the ocean. It was the last row of houses. It was uh, in San Francisco on the far west side. So, I mean, our we had a f- fence, but past the fence was Lower Great Highway and then the beach and it, the ocean. And, I mean, it's not like you would go swimming there because it was always cold yeah. and always foggy where we lived. I mean people say there's seasons there but there really isn't. It's always about 50 to 60 degrees and it's foggy in that right. neighborhood. I've never
0: been to San Francisco.
1: Yeah, it's I mean it was it's a beautiful city, you know. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know I haven't been there in a long time but uh you know we enjoyed our time. We leased this place little did we know the guy that lived in the third floor unit had a Camaro that he parked. It was a studio apartment probably if you cut off this part of your room right mm-hmm. here, it was that big, the whole place. Yeah. And there was a kitchen, a shower, and and plywood walls. Yeah. And I don't even know if it was plywood. It, w- it was maybe just sheetrock because he would start his Camaro in the morning in the garage because our place was kind of in his garage, yeah. and it was right next to our bed. So, like, literally you could feel the vibrations and smell the exhaust. <laughs> um, we lived there for about nine months, and yeah. then we moved to Oakland and lived there. But I was going to culinary school. Deanne ended up finding a job. Uh, working at multiple, uh, I guess it was California Pacific Medical Center. And so they had, like, multiple campuses, but it was the largest hospital there in San Francisco. And so she would travel. We got really good with public transit because, again, we didn't have a car for about, I think it was three months at least that we didn't have the car. Mm-hmm. Bess and my mom drove it out on a road girls' <laughs> road trip. They drove it out and then flew back yeah. and dropped it off with us. Um, and, yeah, it was that was crazy. So I but I was in school from you know like or it, it was a 8 to 10 hour day at, at culinary school for 18 months. We had a What do they teach you at culinary school? I mean really they start with basics. I mean, you know, everything from the sanitation to uh you know, foodborne illnesses, all of the different things that you would need to know and then you go through different areas of cooking, uh different classes on Whatever like cuisine, certain cuisine, certain style baking, uh, Asian foods of the Americas, all sorts of different things, butchery class, I remember we didn't get to use the bandsaw because the guy a guy in the class prior to us mm-hmm had he was cutting like a rack of ribs or something and ended up cutting Mm -hmm. uh sawed almost his whole thumb off and so they were like i guess their insurance company was like yeah (laughs) no more using the bandsaw (laughs) like for the students it can only be the instructors yeah but we did break down i mean that's why i don't really like salmon is because like the main fish that they had us breaking down which was we got really good at it but it was salmon and there was say 700 kids in the school some of them lived on campus, some of them lived off, but we had three restaurants in the school. One was a tavern in the basement that was like a bar and grill kind of place that was run by students, uh, but it was open to the public. And then one was a main dining room that, uh, like a ballroom of sorts, like mezzanine mm-hmm. level and stuff. And that was like sat probably 250. They had have parties up to 250. So we learned like banquet stuff and, you know, making huge displays and cooking for that number of people. And then there was... Uh, the student restaurant which served three meals a day breakfast lunch and dinner to the 700 students and so you were I mean in those classes you're cooking for the public or you're cooking for all the students and so you know you have to use all of these items that you're butchering like so whether you're cutting breaking down steaks or you're breaking down pigs you're breaking down salmon those are all getting utilized in these restaurants that wow. are so it was really kind of cool to see it from that perspective and see how you can utilize like basically everything because even down to some of the porters and they always made like it sounds cliche but fish head soup you know mm-hmm. like with the eyeballs and everything and they would take the salmon heads and like make this super super strong soup that was like <laughs> you can imagine salmon on yeah, steroids wow. you know and uh yeah that was fun we uh enjoyed living there like i said lived in oakland deanne transferred jobs she worked in oakland for a while and uh that's why we moved over there because where she could be closer and then i rode the subway into the city every day because she could Walk to work, and it was like a five minute walk. I
0: heard that if you really want to know some, if someone can cook, you you make them cook some eggs. I think that's probably true. What yeah. and why do people say that? I think they're difficult to cook.
1: I mean, yeah. everybody can fry an egg, but is it done properly? I mean, yeah. I don't know. How do, you, how do you do it? When you, you fry an egg. Yeah, and I, I don't know. Do, not that you do breakfast. No, no. I mean, yeah. it, but I do. I do enjoy cooking breakfast. I worked at a place. uh, that the chef was super awesome Mm -hmm. and he was very much a stickler on the eggs and like if there was a bit of brown on the egg you know from cooking he wasn't gonna let you serve it you'd be remaking it and if you remade it too many times he's gonna make you move off the station where somebody else that could do it would do it because it was still going out to a customer and you don't want to make them wait forever Mm -hmm. um i mean i like i like my eggs over medium if i'm frying them um a little bit of butter in the pan. Wait till it gets bubbly. I'll crack two eggs in there. Uh, let them sit. Let the whites coagulate, and then usually, if it's cast iron nonstick, you know you can get them moving a little bit mm-hmm. before they start to brown. Go ahead and flip them. I'll, you know, usually and and egg pans help. If you got like a yeah. small, like say eight inch nonstick, what thick nonstick what pan? What kind of heat
0: are you? What kind of flame or what kind of electric probably heat? medium? You don't. You I, don't medium. Electric is know. super hard.
1: Yeah. Ele- electric is I think more difficult because you can't control it so precisely, you know, yeah. I mean, so your electric, you may turn it to five and it may get to where you want it. And then you need to turn it down, but turn it down is not going to stop it from staying at five for a little bit longer. At least right. with the gas, you can not have that heat there as soon as, mm-hmm. but you know, for omelets gas or whatever, stoves are way better to cook on for sure. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy them. And so, uh, yeah, that was, that was how I learned. I mean, and I, you know, g- like I said grown up cooking and realized that, really didn't think of it as work when I was getting paid to cook I was just like man I get to like make cool food for people and you know worked in everywhere from like high-end restaurants to like I said 24-hour diners and really I don't know I I just I I I love food I actually was texting Deanna earlier and and that was I was just thinking about we were throwing ideas around about some catering that we're going to do and and she was thinking like oh pasta and this and I told somebody for a thing we're doing mid-November about a a pumpkin bread pudding with, like, spice pecans and, like, a maple whipped cream. And, I mean, that just sounds – I don't know. It sounds very fallish, right? It sounds, right? Good, it sounds yeah. good. So, put um, like, a pumpkin puree in or maybe some little chunks of pumpkin in the bread yeah. when you're soaking it in the cream and eggs and all that good stuff. So – When you go to a restaurant,
0: what – how do you – how do you t- determine if the restaurant's good or not? Like, what are some things you like a restaurant to do for you as a customer?
1: I like for my drink not to be empty. I like to have service that you know. I mean, if you're if you're dining out and you're in a full service restaurant, I mean, mm-hmm. I that was one of my pet peeves is I never wanted somebody's drink to be empty. I, I always wanted. I mean, because that's something that should be easy. You know, yeah. you should have somebody that can see that. If you got four or five employees in the front, you should have someone that says the that guy's drinks, so let me go ahead and fill it, or ask if they want it filled. Um You know, I think if the menu's real big, I think that's also a negative sign. I think you need a smaller menu. If things are, if it's a huge, super long menu, there's going to be things on there that aren't fresh. I mean, there's going to yeah. be things on there that aren't ordered every day or every other day, and so it's just sitting. I hate a huge menu. I like mean, it's overwhelming. It's, it's
0: like, what's it, Hicks Law, like the, you have too many choices, yeah. and you can't. Yeah, you're yeah. going
1: to go for a Caesar salad, you know, yeah. it's like. Yeah. Or a burger. <laughs> right. I mean, that's it, yeah. those are very safe bets. A Caesar salad is on almost every menu, and it's because it sells. Because when people look at stuff and they're like, I don't know what I want. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll get a Caesar with chicken. Well, I, I had one on the restaurant menu because uh, yeah. people would order it. It was good. I mean, honestly, you don't have to think much about it. it they're going to be fairly the same anywhere you go. You know, I mean, Parmesan cheese, a creamy garlic dressing, yeah. crispy lettuce. You say, like, uh, filling up the glasses are easy.
0: A lot of people, a lot of restaurants still don't do that by the way and the the crossfit founder said that um greg glassman said that if a crossfit gyms bathrooms are clean they're probably it's probably a good gym yeah i because think that i think that's a good because limit. like if, if they have time to clean the bathrooms or the thought to, if they care enough to clean the, ba- the restroom yeah then they're probably doing all the other shit right
1: yeah i agree i yeah, i think and that's
0: in and, and a restaurant it's kind of the same way too it is because that's In a restaurant, you got a lot more people coming in. Yeah. And sometimes you go in, and there's stuff everywhere. Yeah. And maybe they just didn't check it, or do they have a system where they check it? Right. The bathroom's a good
1: indicator as well, I think. I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, I I think that is... And I think that's almost with any business. It really is. I mean, like, say, with CrossFit or with Mm -hmm. uh, restaurants. I mean, I think any business that you get to go in, and you're like, I was... We were on the way to Dallas and I stopped at a convenience store which I didn't think the bathroom was gonna be clean. I walked in, it was super clean, like (laughs) real clean. And it and I and I was like, Wow, I was like and this is like tiny little town, like thinking it was gonna be like scary, you know, but it was it was a pleasant surprise, so you will poop there again. Yeah, no. Nah, it was it was only number one. It was only number one. The people prior to me, yeah. I think, had gone number two, but uh, there were kids involved. You know so. how
0: the traffic uh, on eighty has gotten terrible yeah. to Dallas. And I was coming back the other day, and got stuck in it, and there's this guy in the Corvette, <laughs> and he just pulled over and was peeing right there on the road. On the road, just because, like, I, I mean, I understand we were just been we've been sitting there, right? And the dude was about to go in his pants. Yeah. And, you know, like, he didn't care. But, obviously, like, he was just mad about the traffic. And, like, at that point, it's like we're animals. You know, like, right? I'm surprised more people don't just do that. It's like, you know, I'm going to pee right here. I'm sorry. but like, I don't I have a problem, but I, I, I have
1: a car that I can kind of open the front yeah. and back door and hide, and you nobody's going to see what I'm doing. But Everybody, I mean, Corvette, everybody knew what everybody this dude, knew. Dude yeah. was
0: doing. Uh. That's
1: pretty <laughs> funny. But, yeah, it, I mean, you, when you got to go, you got to go. What's I mean,
0: the, what's, like, your... You have, a, you have a nightmare story from, from running a restaurant. And I know when people, this is, we talk about, I love talk about businesses and running. I'm an entrepreneur and you've got a lot of stuff going on. When I think about running a restaurant, I think that's the hardest or one of the hardest businesses to run because at a drop of a hat, every single meal, I went to Railway Cafe a, a huge number of times, but... You know, if I had one, you know, of course I'm friends with you guys, so this wouldn't pertain. But if I didn't know you, if I had one terrible experience there, I'd yeah. never, I'd never go back. Right. right. I think that's how most people are. And then you, you tell everybody, like, can you believe yeah. there was a huge hair, yeah, you know, right. in my whatever. Right. And what do you think about that? Like,
1: I think it's very true, and I think yeah. that I think definitely with restaurants because people do. I mean, anyone's a critic. whether they've got something to back it up or they don't have any taste buds. I mean, they're still a critic. They can write online and actually review. I mean, you you wonder these, you know, whether it's Yelp or Urban Mm -hmm. Spoon or any of those apps, you know, people would say, well, you have an X number rating on there. Well, I don't don't have anything to do with those apps. Those are all user reviews. They're not, I mean, it's not critics eating there. It's not people who actually have a job in reviewing restaurants. It's just humans, which, you know, some people are nice and some people aren't nice. and Some people are having a bad day. Yeah, and and it may just yeah. not be their thing. May not, and and we've had people say that. I mean, you know, usually it was. If people didn't enjoy what they had, it was usually a, it just wasn't my thing. Like, I, I, I wanted something different and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Well, then that's fine. I, I think, I mean, more power to you. But it's, it's difficult. I mean, you said nightmare. I think my one nightmare, well, yeah, one would be when the printer quits working mm-hmm. and they're still ringing in tickets cuz the computer's still working but the printer somehow disassociates from that and so yeah. then you hear this and and it's if you've ever been in a kitchen or in that environment mm-hmm. I mean even probably a coffee shop where you got orders that people are taking and continuing to put in like then they think you're getting them yeah. but like you're going man I've got like this little lull I guess I'll do a little cleaning do a little organization get your stuff all set and then they're like hey where's this table it's been a little while but, well I don't have that ticket how many other tickets do I not have? And then you realize uh. that it's fourteen tables that they've rang in because the lunch rush was it was a little, you know, like you were doing a turn of all the tables and yeah. everybody sat. They've included they've inputted these and you're already looking at ten minutes behind the gun of even getting the ticket, you know. And so then if you have a twenty minute window that you're waiting, that's putting these people at thirty five minutes just to get their lunch, which most people have an hour, you know, they want they want to be yeah. in and out. And uh that's you that that sound of the printer. <laughs> you know that where it's printing out and just continually spitting these tickets like choo, choo, choo. and you can't do it you you'll you'll fill your whole board up with tickets and then there's still tickets coming i saw a uh, this really good show called the bear have you seen this
0: no oh,
1: okay watch it it's on i believe hulu and okay i've got it it's it i would go home and watch it tonight if i were you watch it watch the first episode it's probably in any recent history, it's probably the most realistic look at working in a restaurant that I would say has ever been portrayed. The bear. The bear. And it's the guy, uh, Lip from, what's that show? Oh, goodness gracious. Why can't I think of it? Had the dad that was a super bad alcoholic and the huge family. And they are I think, somewhere mm. in the northeast, maybe Boston. And the one kid was really smart and one kid went into the military. There was it was like a familial drama. I cannot remember the name of American it. American Beauty? No. No, this was a series, shameless. 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 Okay. Is that it's uh it's uh Lip, the kid that's in there. Oh the wha- the son, one of the sons, he's the main character in the bear. Okay. Yeah. And it's 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 a great I'll th- look it up. Yeah, check it out. I mean it, but it definitely yeah. gives you the
0: have you have you ever been in a restaurant that you're so pissed off that you write a negative review?
1: No. I I don't think I've ever written a, a negative review either. I remember one time when I was a kid, and I it, I may be misremembering this, but I we were in in Mexico as mm-hmm. a family vacation, and and th- we went to this place to eat, and it was just things just weren't right. It it's mm-hmm. like seemed like error after error. And again, this is my child perception, but I remember. Someone at the table had said some, like, complaint about the food, about, like, oh, this isn't what I wanted, or this it didn't taste right, or whatever, and, and what we thought happened, and I don't know if it actually did, or if it was just our perception, but it was, we see, like, here's some, like, kind of yelling in the back, yeah. and then then we see like what appeared to be probably the cook maybe like coming out like like they had gotten fired or something and i don't know i'm sure we made this whole thing up (laughs) in our heads but he like was staring us down as he was leaving and like walked out and like you know giving us the eyeballs and then when we were leaving like i remember him like riding a bicycle like almost like a like he was riding around us in circles like what like you just got me fired like why did you do this but i no, i mean i've I'm really, if even if I get something that's not good, I'm probably not going to complain just because, yeah. eh, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, if I'm, it's the wrong meal, usually yeah. I'll be like, hey, I ordered the burger. I didn't order the quesadilla. But the only time I would say something really
0: is I'm not picky at all. And, you know, a lot of times I'm just trying to get out of there once I get in. Mm-hmm. But unless it's cold, like if something's cold, like if I get some chicken wings and they're cold yeah, on the gross. inside or something, yeah. then I'll like send something back. Yeah. Funny story. Uh, well, I think it's funny, but in uh, you remember uh, the sushi place that came here not too long ago? Yes. It burnt. Yes. It was so good. It I was. loved it. Uh, Yamato. Yes. And uh, my friend Stan, he ordered a he ordered a roll that had supposedly, according to him, was supposed to have jalapenos in it. And mm. you know, they get it to his table, and and they're packed. You know, and we order. we were a huge group. You know, it takes a long time hmm. to get the all hmm. these sushi rolls. You know, sushi takes a while. Yes, churn it all out. Looks beautiful. You know, comes out. We finally get our food, and it's a Friday night. And Stan goes, "I don't have any jalapenos on this." <laughs> and he goes, "Ma'am, miss, you know," and she, d- you know, doesn't speak English well. But it's like you know, there's no jalapenos. She, she goes back through her tickets, you know, like, and he goes, "No, it's supposed to. You know, jalapenos right there." And of course. She gets it and takes it back, and we all start ragging on him. Like, I just heard him scream from the back. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. whoever the cook was, they put his hand on a <laughs> on, the, on the chopping block, and they cut his finger off. Yes. You know, they say, you'll never make that mistake again. Yeah. You know? And <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so funny. we just we just yell all the time, that they, you know, now that the chef has four fingers back there because you complained about the roll not having jalapenos. But they brought it out. Anyway, I just, if it were me, you know, I I would have just eaten it without jalapenos. Get some sriracha. And, but I understand another side of that is like, you won't let people that do that. They don't let people take advantage of them. Right. Right. And I, you know, I feel like sometimes people take advantage of me over some things like that. But I think I have, I think I know kind of being a business owner myself, I kind of know the struggle Mm -hmm. to get everything right. You know, and it, At restaurant the waitress has to get it right the chef has to get it right you know just made it maitre d whoever seats you right i mean the host there's a lot of things that have to go well for you to have a great experience yeah and one little thing yeah can throw off that whole you could have the best seat in the house right you know yeah this and that but some somebody screws something up yeah and now they're on Yelp,
1: like, oh, yeah, this place sucks, right. you know, and, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it, it it is, it's honestly, you, you kind of wish sometimes that people would just chill a little yeah. bit, like, yeah. you know, hey, you know, yeah. it's, it's like 97%, you know, like, yeah, right, like 97% right. good, that like 3%, I mean, come on, you can overlook some things. We had someone on one point, and it was, it seemed trivial to me but they probably had other things going on but they actually wrote a review and and it was during covid uh when you know obviously in, in the the market of food stuff whether it's packaging supplies food whatever is still wacky i mean it's st- yeah. i'm having people ask me for quotes on things 6 months from now 3 months from now i can't give them a price i can't i i can't give them a price in good good faith because in the past six months, everything's probably doubled, you yeah. know? And and so I don't know what to say. I mean, it's not going to go down. N- they say, Oh, it's going to go down in the fall. No, no, nothing's gone down. Nothing's going to go down. It's going to go up. And the availability is going to get tighter and tighter. I was told three months ago, I wasn't going to be able to get Turkey for Thanksgiving, you know? And mm-hmm. I've told people that and they're like, well, there's, you'll get Turkey. And I heard it again today. I actually heard it on the radio. They said there, there's a Turkey shortage, you know, that, Mm, you better get it now if you want turkey for thanksgiving you know but yeah we had someone write a review and we couldn't get straws at one point we couldn't get them and so i had to get those paper straws which i really don't yeah. like they're a little they get gummy you know they're kind of they're pretty yeah, but they're who, pr- the hell, who the hell cares i really? don't yeah. i don't <laughs> <Yeah>. at all <laughs> right. but i mean and i but pete some people really don't want to touch a glass with their lips they yeah. want a straw right and okay. so mm-hmm. we had someone write a review that and they dinged us on paper straws. They said we were trying to be too bougie by having paper straws and that we should have just had like no were, normal Like str- you were liberal. Like, like <laughs> yeah, you. exactly. You know? Yeah, like, what are you doing? You're like, paper straws and tomato soup and a grilled cheese? I mean, come on, what is this? And yeah. so I was, I, I was kind of thrown off, but I was just like, man, that's like the most petty thing ever. Like, had they known, yeah. like, you know what, I've tried to order straws. And actually, these were the only straws I had to pay. You know, I had to pay an astronomical fee for them as well. It's just (laughs) to have straws for certain people who don't want to drink from a cup. And that's okay. Everyone's got their own peculiarities that, you know, they want to do, especially with food. It seems like, you know, another thing about the eggs is that everyone's got a very specific way they like their eggs. Yeah. And most of the time that doesn't translate into what you're telling me. It's like someone says, I want my steak medium. Well, your medium may be a lot different than what medium is on – the person who's cooking it, you right. know, like mm-hmm. I mean, it may be that, that they're trained to cook mm-hmm. it to a different temp or a different look or a different texture, and so. But eggs are just highly volatile, and they yeah. can overcook in a second. And so, I think that may be the most difficult thing. Again, back to that, yeah. why it might be the most difficult thing to cook.
0: In the gym, my gym in Canton, um, I had paper towel roll, like, and I would buy like whatever paper towels I could get at Walmart, yeah. right? And I also have showers in each bathroom. Mm-hmm. And, like, man, the paper towels. I was going through. Every day, I'd had to put a new roll of paper towels on. Are people using and them I'm when like, they shower? like, who the hell is using this many paper towels? Yeah. And, you know, like, I'm a conservative. You know, I can see the straw. thing. Like, I can get on. Like, I hate styrofoam because I pick up a lot of trash on the highway. Yeah, and I styrofoam never goes away. Yeah. Anyway. It's super cheap. So, I ended up... St- I ended up buying some air dry hand dryers yeah. off Amazon, and I installed them. got them wired by an electrician. Ed Looney wired them up. <laughs> I took the paper towels out because I was thinking, I was like, "Are people are taking a shower, and they're not bringing a towel. They're just <laughs> using paper towels. <laughs> and then, you uh, know, you got the people that flush paper towel, you know, whatever, uh, whatever like psychopaths are flushing paper towels down the toilet. Yeah. Mostly probably kids. Yeah, uh, hey, you never know. I had a kid take a dump in the urinal one time oh. and I I think it was a kid. <laughs> uh, so I had a hand. Did it go a, down or did you have no, to pull it out? I had to pull it out with my hand, really? dude. That's that's the joys of that. Like that's when you when you when hate. you when you defame or defile defile a bathroom, like you know somebody's gonna come behind you and pick that up. Yeah, they have to. You never yeah. know who is gonna be right. It's gonna be a human. I've seen
1: people miss the toilet. It's gonna be I a mean, human being, an actual know? toilet, and miss it. Yeah. You know where you are like? Why's that turd on the floor? You know, I mean, seriously, <laughs> like what is going on here?
0: Yeah. Right. What you know? Why? Yeah. And anyway, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that straw deal. Ashley likes straws. I'm I'm not a straw person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashley always gets a straw at a restaurant, but if that straw is a huge deal, like if it's that big a deal, man, just carry that
1: personal straw. Like yeah, get or that, get that metal straw and put it in what? your wallet. Don't or go out to eat. Stay at home. Right, <laughs> you can right. drink whatever you want right. out of whatever you want. Right. You know, you don't have to worry about putting your expectations on someone yeah. else that probably is going <laughs> to fail. You know. The straws, man. The food was excellent,
0: but the damn
1: yeah. paper straw. Right. They're just trying to be bougie, yeah, they're just oh. I mean seriously, that's i I actually was just trying to provide a straw for yeah. somebody who really wanted one. I didn't like the paper ones yeah. either. I actually agreed with their comment of that it was yeah. that it was overkill, right that's funny how much all
0: right, this might get be personal, but like how much money does a restaurant make off a plate if 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 the if the hamburger's twelve dollars, yeah like how much of that is profit? typically is it keystone is it is it is it did that cost you six dollars probably to put that on there when you when you think about all this stuff and you're making six by is it 50 percent or
1: uh yeah i mean you know there's lots of things that go into that i had somebody tell me one point uh, you can pretty well guess uh so you know food costs i mean just Mm -hmm. say 25 30 percent yeah. Labor cost 25, 30 percent. You're at 60. And, you know, then expenses of like, you know, your business, your utilities, all of that stuff. Yeah. You know, that's probably another 30 percent. So you've got probably 10 percent of whatever you're making is yeah, yeah. profit. Uh, but, you know, I mean, as far as a burger, you probably want it to be, you know, I mean, if you're trying to keep the food cost at mm-hmm. a 20, I mean, 25 percent is going to be good. You know, I mean, that most places would like that higher end restaurants i mean, super fine margins you're not gonna yeah. make you're really not making much money in fine dining you're not uh, and and but you know I mean yeah it it, it maybe cost you a couple of bucks to make the make the plate and then you're selling it for 10 yeah you know you're make 70 percent. yeah say you keep it at 30 percent your food cost and you know and then you kind of figure everything else in but how much harder if you don't have a bar with alcohol how much harder is it I think it's exponentially harder I had somebody tell me a bar owner once they <laughs> said because I was just thinking about the idea of what if I opened uh, or served just you know a couple of beers and a couple of wines, or what yeah. have you? Because uh, again, it was mainly lunch, and then we did BYOB stuff for parties, and that people were always super thrilled about that. Mm-hmm. But they said, look, if you've already got the food stuff down, they're like the bar part's easy. They're like they're like that's where the money is anyway. I mean, because you know those drinks. I mean, you and I both know. I mean, if you go to a restaurant, you're getting even just a a bottle of wine that you're going to pay, yeah, whatever. Say fifty bucks. I mean you can go to probably okay. Brookshire's or come and take it and get that wine at a fraction, you know, maybe 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 even less than fifty percent. That
0: really in my opinion, I don't know shit nothing about restaurant, you know, other than just eating there, but that raises the ticket price, oh, 100%, yes a lot. Yes. And it and it kind of keeps people there for a while. But
1: had, had we had dinner, I think it yeah. would have been a different story. But Then
0: you have to deal with
1: the whole Situation of drunk people, right? And then the and whole, whole licensing and all of that stuff, T A B C nightmare. It does, it does become another realm that we just yeah. never work. We are kind of like, eh, yeah, you
0: know what? And then you're up there all night, yeah.
1: I mean, you know, yeah, because I mean, and I, but I think, I think a bar could work. You just have to have yeah. certain parameters that you're like, we're going to close at nine o'clock, and people want to understand it, but we're going to do that, <laughs> yep. you know? I mean, that's just, I don't know. I think if you have a really good product, I think people are usually willing to uh, bend to whatever your. Yeah. Hours of operation are to make it work for them if they really want to go. Absolutely. Yeah. The but I think I, I think running a restaurant nowadays, over the past two and a half years, mm-hmm. I think has really changed uh, the trajectory of what's going to happen in the future. I think most small restaurants. I think they'll be phased out. I think the I think at some point there's not going to be very many things that are not. More corporate. big conglomerate corporate stuff yeah. because it's just difficult uh, as far as a single unit operator trying to get supplies that aren't astronomical, trying to find labor, which is very difficult. I mean, that was the reason we Without stopped doing lunch because yeah. we'd been looking for employees for nine months and were unable to find anybody to work. And mm. we were, you know, people were moving, people were... Going back to school, going to visit family, my, you know, I mean, just the people that we had in over for 10 years, we always had people kind of waiting in the wings that wanted to work mm-hmm. and wanted to like a roommate or a friend of a friend or whatever. that were like, oh, when you're gone, I'm sliding into that position because being only lunch during the week, we didn't have like necessarily two shifts. We, it was like, you know, we had the people there and they wanted to work every day, most of them. And uh, it just got to be like there was, I don't know labor shortage yeah for whatever reason but there there was nobody that we could find that was looking for that job and then as far as like getting supplies whether it's i mean i would order from a couple of the largest food providers in the united states and whether it's not getting the supplies that you ordered or not getting them in a timely fashion when you think you know i mean again if we're a small business working at lunch—you need the order early because you know I'm actually going to be roasting the chicken. We're going to be, you know, butchering the meat, doing all the things that have to be done to clean the food to make it edible and cook it. And that was just uh, some days. You know, we get the order and it might be 20 minutes before we open, and there's just nothing you can do. You can't roast a chicken in 20 minutes. You know, you yeah. can't. I mean, so you can't get any of that prep done. And and then the availability factor was like if you're ordering something and a quarter of your items are getting subbed or not getting sent, then you, you aren't going to have that menu item or you're not going to be able to have the option of whatever mm-hmm. it is. And that might be you can't get plastic to go silverware, you know, which that became an issue, you know, like uh, during COVID and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't know, the market hasn't caught up to it. And I don't know if it will, I, you know, because, I mean, all these plants seem to be, constantly you know hear of like food processing plants yeah. like burning down i mean I, I think if you look at it there's somewhere like 30 or 40 of them over the past year and a half that have like whether it's a plane flying to it and blow up or a boiler room explosion or a this or that or whatever it but that knocks out i mean if you think about it these plants stay i mean it's fresh fresh product you know mm-hmm. where they're butchering chickens butchering cows whatever and then s- sending it out if they go for a few weeks without, it's
0: probably them the vegans trying to blow it up.
1: <laughs> hey, listen, uh, yeah, that <laughs> fake meat. That's uh, that's a. That is, can, you, can you even say that fake meat? Is that what it is? Yeah, I don't know. I don't want any fake meat. Yeah, I lo- I, you know, I think I think meat's okay. Uh, you know, yeah. it's good stuff. I enjoy eating steak. And so
0: finding the supplies, keeping the cost down of the menu. You know, obviously, you know. Printing a new menu every
1: week, you know, right, right, terrible. That's why you see all the little yeah. tags that people put over yeah. them currently, where it's like you go and yeah. it's like, oh, we put a little whiteout on there, and it's like a new price yeah. for the stuff because they're trying to stay in business, you know. Well, two years ago, we could buy Hondo Sidekick for two
0: dollars and fifty cents per pound of green coffee beans, and it's gone up to three eighty-five. That's almost doubled, and you know? and it's not going to go. You know, it's not going to go down probably. And uh, you know, coffee you lose about thirty percent when you roast it of weight. You know, so it's yeah. like, man, man, like paper thin. <laughs> yeah, it's paper thin, and, and you know, everybody's everybody's feeling it. Yeah, I totally and agree. And then when it costs you double to drive your car now, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, just people
1: see it at the grocery store. I mean, if yeah. you're at, if you're literally if you're shopping for groceries, you're going to be like,
0: hmm, that mm-hmm.
1: that dollar is not going near as far. I mean, you know, right. even it, it with with anything you're buying there, you yeah. know, and so. It is. It's a. It's an odd. Uh, it's an odd time for food, uh, and, mm-hmm. and really anything. I mean, just with it yeah. being also expensive. But.
0: So what are y'all doing now at the restaurant?
1: We are doing well. Got back into it, I guess, about two weeks ago. After we stopped doing lunches, we switched to doing private parties and caterings. We were mm-hmm. doing some takeout dinners, things of that nature, and. Then there was a fire a couple of doors down. Right. So then we incurred like smoke damage. So we actually closed, had to close for, I guess it was about six weeks that we were out. Mm-hmm. Couldn't really even be in the building to do anything. Uh, had to kind of start over from scratch with ordering everything and building it back up, which we're still in the process of doing. We're, but we are cooking. We are uh, doing caterings. We're doing private events. We're doing dinners in the cafe, uh, whether it's a rehearsal dinner or a birthday or uh, if you wanted to just rent the space. I'll rent you the space. You you only have to have me do food. You could just come in and Mm -hmm. not have to clean up a party, you know, or whatever it is. Right. Um, But yeah, we'll we'll come to your house where we just delivered today. uh, It was a birthday party that we delivered a bunch of tasty food to and set it up for them where they basically didn't have to do anything but put out plates and forks and people get to come in and eat and do their thing. We did a thing last week, uh, a catering at the Kane Center where we did for Mm -hmm. you know I mean it was a luncheon for a local business that you know. Super awesome. If and you want something catered, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, call the restaurant. Railway uh, Cafe. Yeah, railwaycafe.net has a... Uh, yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. I don't ever look at yeah. my own website. But yeah, there's a website and there's a link. You can send an email. Uh, there's a thing with a phone number on it. Uh, we still have an answer machine at the cafe. Um, obviously, we're not down there every single day now because the, you know, being private yeah. parties and stuff, it's more sporadic. And so, Yeah. Call there. Hit us up with an email. We're happy to return, get back to you. And mm-hmm. uh, what's your favorite thing to cater, like food-wise? Like if I had a birthday party, listen today. It was it was honestly it was all the all the favorites I, I thought for today. And some of them are in that box right there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's fried chicken sliders. There is uh, bacon wrapped oh stuffed jalapenos. There were deviled eggs. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. There was. Pimento cheese, yeah, uh, pimento cheese, um, kettle chips, bread pudding made with donuts. Uh, we did that today because the guy we were doing it for really loves the donut bread pudding, and so we did that with spice pecans and fresh whipped cream. And uh, but yeah, the fried chicken was delish. I took a couple of those to land, and went I grabbed him at school, and he ate a couple in the car before he went to play tennis. So awesome, yeah. Good stuff. But that—that's. i to take that home if you don't mind. Yes, please. Yeah. Unless, no, please unless do. Uh, unless that's your dinner. So. No, no, no. I brought it for you. Yes, yeah. that, that's exactly what I, I was. I would eat
0: it right now, but uh, people would throw <coughs> up. Throw up on you know in <laughs> actually, their car I think, listening.
1: I think people actually enjoy that. There's a name for it and everything. Well, I I I'm the opposite of whatever that fetish <laughs> is. I, I, nothing <laughs> draws me
0: bonkers than hearing somebody chew something when I'm not. If I'm eating at the same time, it's fine. Right. But
1: if like just listening, if I'm to just it. hanging
0: out with you and you're sitting there over there munching something. Um, yeah,
1: I think it's a little creepy as
0: well. That's just one of my sounds. I just, but normally I'm cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, man, thing It's been, a, it's been fun. Um, I've, it's been a pleasure to get to know you more. I knew, I knew you at the restaurant and stuff, yeah. but, you know, you started CrossFit. That's been an awesome experience, by the way. And, well, let's talk about it a little bit, but, like, your mom and, like, Bess and, uh, you know, a couple other people like Justin Justin's a natural
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that listen I've always shied away from any exercise yeah. I I Best just happened to ask me at like the point in my life where I guess I was ready to actually do something because yeah. uh, I know I even tried it maybe five years ago or something mm-hmm. I came with Bug or yeah. somebody and I was just like again it was just one of those like I don't want to work out I, I, don't, yeah. I don't have any interest in that but I had the time whenever Bess asked and I was just like let's do this let's see what happens and I have really enjoyed it. It's been, it's been fun. It's been, it's a challenge every single mm-hmm. time. And even from things that I think are going to be benign and super e- like, like super easy, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, Oh, that, I don't know what it was. What was that thing on Monday? The lunges, the, lun- with the yeah, thing, the weighted front rack lunges. Yeah, that was, that was rough. And, and thinking about it, I was like, Oh, this won't be that hard. I was like, I just got to go across the room and back. And, and, yeah. and I, on whatever round it was, I don't even remember, but I was like, this is like, a beast of a workout you know and then then like literally yesterday m- my legs and my like yeah. that mid, whole area
0: mid-workout you gotta take them 30s back and i grab did some, grab some thighs I, or I, something yeah <laughs> i know i did i actually
1: i took them back because i was like i don't think i i think i bit off more than i can <laughs> chew with this but that's the good thing about it is that you can yeah and and you you don't have to you don't feel like Somebody's judging you. I mean, we were joking yeah. in class today about best yelling at everybody, but uh, <laughs> but you know, I I it, that's in, yeah. in jest. It's you know, it's right. not she's not being serious. But you don't have to worry about people like everybody's on a different level, yeah. but they're doing the same thing, right? You it, know, and that's the cool part, I think. The
0: needs of your the needs of an Olympic athlete and your grandmother they don't <laughs> they differ only by degree, but not kind. Yeah, right. Right. So you do the workout a different degree than your mom does. Yeah, and then. You know, your dad, does. You, your family, I don't know if there's another family that, we have some families that do CrossFit and Canton, like, but they're younger, you uh-huh. know, it's like, you know, young kids or whatever, but, you know, it's cool that, I wish so much that my mom and dad would do it, like, you know, they've done it before, but, like, they're not consistent, your mom and dad are three times a week, yeah. you know, like,
1: no they're yeah, it's, at least it's it
0: crazy and they've been doing it for a while and your sister's here <laughs> you know it's 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 really neat to have y'all here and I, i'm really thankful for y'all so.
1: well look i'm thankful for it it's yeah. it's been uh like i said it's every day's a challenge and and it's it's something fun and it's encouraging and uplifting and i just i don't know i'm i'm i miss it when i don't come and, yeah. and i'm happy when i do like even when i don't want to
0: yeah I'm happy. you always feel better afterwards all right justin thank you man and um Thanks for doing this. Yeah, you're Taking welcome. Your thanks t- for asking me. It's like a Wednesday night, and yeah, uh, I don't even know what day it, it is. So <laughs> I'll probably have this up tomorrow, uh, maybe tonight. But I enjoyed it, and thank you for sharing.
1: Hey, thanks, thanks you for asking know, me, I and appreciate I'll have saying. you on again. Thanks, man. All right, have a good day. You too. Bye. bye.